you have arrived at your destination. I um, I don't. I'm I'm gonna be a Wednesday night guy. That's gonna be my. Both those shows are real good. Yeah, those are real good shows. All right, and I know this doesn't mean anything because there are millions of people out there that are paying consumers and all that kind of shit. But uh, last night, as of this recording, we'll peek behind the curtain. Sure. Uh, way ahead of schedule, that apparently like completely unplanned pay per view that they had that only had like four matches for it going <laughs> into the night. <laughs> yeah, um, ended in a big old pile of horse shit. Yeah, uh, that ruined everybody involved and made yeah. everyone look stupid. Yeah, uh, I canceled my WWE Network subscription last night. I did as well uh, earlier today. I did as well. So uh, I will watch uh, NXT. Yeah, uh, I will. Uh, I will watch their pay per views, but mm-hmm. like at least for a few months, I feel like they need to not have my money. Yeah. I'm not, I will watch NXT because they put that on TV. Um, and I, I will maybe watch the NXT takeovers on someone else's account, but I agree. I will not give them my money for a little bit, for a little bit. They don't deserve my money at least, at least for a little bit. They can't, they, they can't just do shit that does like, they can't pretend that things don't matter like that. They can't assassinate two characters that they've been building up for literally ever. Who was asleep at the writer's room table when Vince said, all right, it's going to be great shit. Uh, We're going to have this horrible red light that's going to make it so that none of the fans can actually see this match. Yes, the the red light thing, like, you know, if you're you're doing it, fine. That, That I didn't care about. It's just... The, the whole finish of just, like, you were going through that, and you thought that was a good idea somehow. I don't know how anyone was going over that finish and being like, this is going to be so over when we DQ a guy in Hell in a Cell. Like, Mick Foley almost actually died. Then what the And they fuck? didn't stop the match. What the fuck is the point of Hell in a Cell? Oh, did you, you see that on the, the WWE Watch Along, they had Sean Waltman there? I hate fucking WWE Watch Along, but go on. He went on a tirade for like five minutes of, what the fuck is this? I'm just saying, good. Your entire <laughs> marketing campaign is that this is the most dangerous thing that you'll ever do, and you'll be drugged <laughs> down to hell, and no one can save you. Yeah, exactly. But apparently the rep can. And in the same match, <laughs> Bray Wyatt had used a larger hammer, hammer. to hit another guy. <laughs> it's, it's baffling. It's the most baffling bunch of nonsense. And it's just like, and that's the only thing. Like, yes, wrestling's dumb. It's stupid. It has creepy. It has a creepy clown that that has magic powers and shit. Right? I get it. But you have to make the cons- the rules within the session be consistent. Something has to matter. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, you don't care about what you're doing, and you don't care that that I give a shit about what's going on. So why? You know, it just, uh, it's, it's stupid. Let's move on to things that are much 
much more enjoyable. Let's do that. Let's move on to AEW. And no, sorry, this isn't a wrestling podcast anymore. No, nope. no. <laughs> we need to we need to bring it back just for Wednesday nights to just to talk about NXT and and AEW and just talk about which one that week was the better show. <laughs> Last week, week uh, yeah. it was NXT. Uh, yeah, I'd have to give it to NXT, which is uh, shocking. Like by a hair. Yeah, like by a tiny little hair. And that's because... I think well, they had all their major championships on the line, too. And all the right. matches were really good. <laughs> also, for some reason, Moxley did not cause a DQ in that tag match, and I don't know why. To this day, I can't figure out why. Yeah, And I would totally be pissed if WWE did that. But I didn't notice until after the show was over, so I didn't really bother with it. So. There, you definitely <laughs> can feel like they're new. Yeah, well, it's just like, you know, he could have, like, attacked him before the ring bell rang, whatever. Anyway, we're not talking about wrestling anymore. Sorry. Nope. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we're, we're, I know you're all wanting it, our weekly wrestling we're, talk. Yeah. Um, We are here. Yeah, exactly. They're not wanting it. But we are here because it's time for the Video Struck Podcast. Woo. Later Woo. than usual. Yes, later than usual. Um, but uh, not to worry. We're, 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 we're getting back on a pretty decent schedule here. Um, so we're back and we're talking about uh, the Tom Clancy series today, actually, in our old, yes. old games of the week or whatever. Old, old ass games. What, what is the segment we call, we do? I don't even remember. That's old ass game of the week. Old ass game of the week. That's it. Uh, the uh, uh, the latest installment uh, has to do with the fact that I've been playing Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Yes. Uh, for about the last week, and uh, you know, it got me thinking a lot of like, all right, so now that Ghost Recon is basically Assassin's Creed with helicopters, how the hell did we get here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> you, know, like, uh, you know, the roots of uh, the first Tom Clancy Rainbow Six game where you couldn't move and shoot at the same time because yes. people don't move and shoot in the military at the same time. Yes, that's uh, very true. How'd we get here? Uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's been a journey, and, and we'll go over it. We'll discuss <laughs> that and more later <laughs> on this episode of Videos Podcast. <laughs> um. But uh, uh, what we're going to talk about first is uh, what you've been playing, huh? So you've been playing a lot. And, uh, I have. You know. Yes. Uh, first thing that I forgot to mention, because I don't believe we talked about it at all last time, I'm 99% uh, sure, right. is uh, I played a bunch of Gears of War 5. Oh, okay. Yeah, we didn't talk about this. Uh, that game fucking rules. Yeah. Um, that interoperability between uh, console and PC that they have for that is really good. Mm. Uh, you know, like if you've got Game Pass Ultimate, you know, which gives you access to the the console and the PC versions of games, you've got it even earlier than the other people. And uh, man, Game Pass is uh, coming off smelling like a rose as one of the best deals in video games. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Uh, have you messed around with Game Pass at all? I haven't. Um, you know, it, it's um, it, it feels kind of like Movie Pass, but not 
like you know how like movie pass was like this really cool idea and you realized it was like completely unsustainable um <laughs> like but I guess this one probably is better. Than uh, you could have said the same now. thing about uh, something like Office 365. Yeah, it's true. You know, when it's everyone true. said, but for Office, you know, they were so used to getting 400 bucks a license. And, you know, for yeah. home copies, like 170 bucks, like, oh, that's crazy that you would go to, you know, eight bucks a month. It, we, you know, people just turn it on and turn it off at will and all this shit. And I don't yeah. know. I think Microsoft uh, has added so many studios in the last couple of years and they have third party arrangements with other companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To put some of their sl- not <clears throat> old but slightly aged games, yeah, or right. games that have a lot of DLC hooks in them on the service, mm-hmm. yeah, um, you know, to the point where like the flow of games is crazy. Like the new Bloodstained is on there, yeah, uh, you know, Ritual of the Nights on there, um, you know, like there's uh, the new Dirt Rally yeah. 2.0 is on there, and that just came out. I mean, there's all kinds of like new games, like Dead Cells is on there. It's like so if you're thinking about playing Dead Cells, it's why would you, you know, pay full price with it when it's just on the service? Is proof that they just kind of have like a a sustainable uh, infrastructure for that sort of thing. You know, Movie Pass, of course, has the problem of like people don't really want to go out to the movies anymore. You can like it's way easier to like get a red box on your big screen in your surround sound and watch at home. And not deal with like whatever a hole is going to sit next to you in the theater, you know. Well, one of the so. biggest problems with Movie Pass was <clears throat> that uh, at first it was an unlimited service, and the arrangements that they'd worked out with a lot of chain movie theaters yeah. weren't as good later on as they were at first because they thought yes. like, "Oh, this is just a little thing." And then, right. no, like people are going to ten movies a month, and it became incredibly yeah. unsustainable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, they... if you're Microsoft and you've got Azure as your uh, as your own cloud hosting service, you're not. It's just money changing hands in your company. You're not actually paying to to source any of that shit out. Yeah, exactly. And you've probably got a very competitive arrangement with all the third party stuff that goes on there. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're also at the same time trying to beef up your internal development to the point where if they can get 10 or $15 out of you every month for this thing, if you amortize that over, like say the new Scarlet Xbox that comes out next Christmas, those consoles live about eight years. Yeah. You know, what is, uh, so eight times 12 is what is it? Uh, 96 and then 96 times $15. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah, you know they're guaranteed to get out of you. Fourteen forty. So yeah, that's fourteen hundred and forty dollars. That you know, if you stay subscribed every month for the life mm-hmm. of that console, not only are they going to get four to six hundred dollars out of you for that box, they're also going to mm-hmm. get that much money. And unlike yeah. saying, "All right, well, every Halo game's got to kick ass," so that the people buy it, and every Gears game's got to kick ass, it's like you just got to stay subscribed to the service, you know, yeah. and. At a certain point, you're like, even if you didn't love, say, Sea of Thieves or whatever, but you're like, ah, you know, I played it for a month and it cost me 10 or 15 bucks. You know, right. It was worth that. If I would have paid 60 bucks for it, I probably would have felt differently about Sea of Thieves. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But 10 or 15 felt okay. But yeah, Yeah. Gears 5 is fucking awesome, man. Uh, Gears 5 is basically the rise of the Tomb Raider of the Gears of War games. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, so that game is a series of linear Gears of War style missions, mm-hmm. uh, albeit with, uh, I think, a little bit more enemy 
quality enemy dispersal in the environments. The mm-hmm. conflicts are a lot more interesting to fight in this one. I think the yeah. balance of enemies and a lot of the new guys they've added are really fun to kill. Yeah. Um, which is a weird sentence to say, but I have a good time <laughs> shooting those men. Uh, sure. But I also think that uh, th- while those are better than they've ever been, and I think a lot of the storytelling is better than it's ever been, mm-hmm. the idea that every act or so, it will dump you into a big open world where you can do a bunch of different side missions that you don't necessarily have to do is right. a great way to break up the pacing. It's kind of like... Do you remember when third-person action games, shooters specifically, I guess it was about 12 or 13 years ago, everyone got sick of corridor shooters. Everything was a quake alike or a halo alike kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So everybody started adding uh, mounted turret sequences and vehicle missions and all this kind of stuff to kind of break up corridor shooting. Right. Uh, I think that bringing that idea from Rise of the Tomb Raider over to something like a Gears formula. Yeah. Yeah. In those side missions, you're still primarily just going around and shooting shit. <laughs> I just like the idea that it gives you a little bit more agency into what do you want to do next? And right. just giving you the ability to ride around in a big open world that doesn't have any enemies in it when you're on your little skiff that you've seen it in the commercials. It looks like a snowboard attached to a bobsled that has a parachute in the front of it yeah 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 uh you know riding around on that thing it's just fun it's casual it's it's a good time Mm -hmm. um and yeah i think gears 5 like it's it succeeds in the way that uh uh i think gears of war 4 probably missed a little bit if you remember people who listened to this podcast a couple years ago when gears 4 came out i was like it looks awesome and you know it, but like a lot of the other stuff like i wasn't playing any of the competitive stuff the horde didn't grab me like it did in the previous games i kind of yeah. just had a good st- time with the story and then i walked away right uh this time i'm sticking with it more okay. uh and i'm doing the other stuff and the crazy thing is uh the third player in co-op, it's not a two-player co-op game anymore. It's three-player co-op. Oh, the third okay. person is Jack the Robot. Okay. And at first, when they show you in the tutorial, it's like, oh, just go pick up guns and give them to people. So, like, if uh, you know uh, one of the enemies drops a boom shot or, like, a torque bow and you're out of ammo, if I'm right. the robot, I can actually fly over to it, pick it up, and then go drop it off at you. Oh, that's cool. But you can also shock enemies so that other people can get headshots. You know, basically like shock them in place with electricity yeah. so that they're stuck still. Um, you, yeah. uh, if you're the robot, you're unlocking doors and stuff like that. So that's fun in the campaign, but it's also really fun in Horde as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just a really well fleshed out game that has a couple of rough edges around technology. Right. Uh, I ran into a few issues running this on PC. I can't attest to the console experience of weird glitchiness in graphics, Mm. like whole mountains in the background that don't load in, but you Mm. can see that there's supposed to be something there. So it's just like a flat placeholder Mm. texture thing. Yeah. Like nothingness. (laughs) Well, and, and bear in mind that that is tuned for consoles and I am running that. And this is to their benefit, not to blow the horn in my system or anything, but I'm running it at high refresh rate at 4k. Gotcha. Uh, So that's as trying to push it as hard as it possibly can. And I've got all the resolution scaling turned off as well. So it is forcing itself at 4k. Yeah. Um, So I think some of that stuff, I might be hitting a, 
because the game's so big, the game's like over 100 gigabytes in size, I might yeah. actually be getting a texture streaming issue where <laughs> even though my rig can handle it, the software's not doing a very good job of prioritizing stuff. Yeah. So, but hard to say. But Gears of War 5, uh, you can get Game Pass for a dollar a month right now. Fucking just sign yeah. up for a buck and play through Gears 5. It's cool. Sure. There's yeah. also a bunch of other stuff on there. It's cool, too. But there we go. That's done. That's my Gears 5 thing. What else is on my list, Brandon? Or do you uh, want to you, talk about something you played? Uh, I haven't played anything. So I have been completely busy preparing for conferences at work. Uh, it's been insane. And then this past week, when I finally got a week to 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 relax and do stuff and like buy games, I, uh, I, uh, I, I got a fever and I lost seven pounds of body sweat uh, in four days. <laughs> so, oh, I love fever dreams, man. They're yeah. weird. Oh, they were the best. Are you kidding me? They were awesome. Uh, yeah, so I had some real cool fever dreams while that was going on. But yeah, my body was just overheated, and I literally sweated. I, I weighed myself at work today, and last I weighed myself, I was 220. I am now 213. I lost seven pounds of, of water over that. Holy court, shit, you and I back. traded. Remember... Uh... Like I'm the one historically on this podcast that always ends up getting mm-hmm. fucking sick. Uh, yeah, I've been healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel great. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I got, I got super. I got some stupid virus. It was nuts. It's been a while since you've been sick, sick though. So. Yeah, like really, like out of it, sick. Like I've felt bad, but like you know, I've been, I've been eating way better and like exercising. So that'll do. I've, you. Been, <laughs> I've, been, I've been pretty good. And this was just some virus that I contracted from something and just it slayed me for four days. Thursday all the way up to mid-Sunday was just not good. Um, but, so I haven't played much. Uh, I, I did play a little bit of Link's Awakening. Um, but we're going to talk about that next week, I think, more in-depth. Because I think we're going to cover the original Link's Awakening on, on that one. Because that's, we're pretty, you know, we're pretty in, in tune with what's going on there. And, you know, we kind of want to talk about what the Switch has to offer right now because uh, there's some interesting stuff on there. But uh, yeah, so. yeah, I, I think it's a good time uh, in mm. in light <laughs> of the Switch Lite coming out. Yeah, I think it's a yeah. good time to, uh, as someone who purchased a Switch Lite, and we'll talk about this next week, I think mm-hmm. it's a good time to talk about where Nintendo's at with the Switch uh, yeah. and uh, also some of their successes. And I've seen a few missteps here recently that I'm curious about. And, We'll okay. talk about that next time. Agreed. Uh, there we go. But let's talk about you. You played Wolfenstein New Blood. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. After yeah. I finished Control, a game that uh, might be uh, my A, biggest surprise of the year, mm. and B, could potentially be my game of the year. Yeah. You mentioned uh, that it was super good. I played Wolfenstein, uh, the new blood, uh, which, mm-hmm. uh, on paper sounds like Dan out of Dan. Dan out of Dan. Uh, no. What'd you, what'd you get? What was that in flesh? Not in paper. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't hate it. Uh, but I definitely kind of fall like, uh, I didn't read any reviews, but my, uh, my, knowledge going into it i always try to stay super uninformed about what the temperature of the room is i heard people not really loving it so when i finally sat down with it i let it kind of be out for a few weeks before i messed with it 
you know, seeing like, ah, maybe some optimization, you know, whatever. And when I said that, nope, still, it's not good. Yeah. Uh, It's got a lot of problems. It also, like, I'm hoping that Wolfenstein 3, when that comes out, uh, addresses this. But, Mm -hmm. yo, uh, Hitler's dead in that game? Yeah. I mean, that's... Sure. Like, you have to fight robotic Hitler, right? Yeah, but you didn't kill him in two. Oh. So... And they say that BJ killed Hitler. So I'm, I'm, and here's me putting my tinfoil hat on that at the beginning of Wolfenstein three in the opening cinematic, it will be in the sixties or seventies, you killing Hitler. And then the next one will take place in either the late eighties or the nineties. And you'll Mm. confront robot Hitler. Yeah. Cause two was in the sixties, early seventies. And then New Blood is in the 80s. You play as uh, BJ's twin daughters. Gotcha. Uh, that is primarily a uh, co-op focused video game, as I'm sure you may have heard. Yes. Um, I played that game entirely solo. Nobody wanted to buy it uh, to play with me. So I played by myself because I wasn't going to play with fucking randos. Um <laughs> Gross Sorry. Well, it's one of those games where I was convinced you would need to communicate enough that I would have to have a microphone out to talk to someone I've never met before. And I'm like, right. yeah, I don't want to do that. That's always a fun prospect, especially so, in video games. <laughs> yeah. So I just don't. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't blame you. <laughs> I avoid all of that by uh, not. Not. <laughs> it's surprisingly yeah. easy. Um, but yeah, so that was. Uh, there we go. It was not a great experience, and I'm really bummed out about it, but I also think that it's totally fine, and if you found it on sale for 10 15 bucks, and mm-hmm. you and a buddy wanted to play through it, uh, it's a good time. I thought as a solo experience, that game kind of suffered. It, I mm-hmm. bet I would have a much more positive experience if I was playing through it with a buddy, but that's yeah. kind of the thing anyway, is that like if your co-op game doesn't stand on its own feet, I could have fun playing a game with just just about any game with a buddy as long as I like them well enough, you know? Right. You can yeah. even laugh through shit games if you're playing with a good friend. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think that that game gets a pass for that so much. But right, yeah. But that hurts yeah, you to know, say that, too. Cause it does. You, I love, love that series. You love the Wolfenstein series. I really you know, do. You've you praised that to, to no end. I even um, like that one from 2009 that's kind of shitty. <laughs> well, there you go <laughs> like, uh, let's talk about something you did enjoy which Hell was yeah. uh, Spyro Reignited fuck yes um, so just uh, for anyone listening as long as this is in the, the month of our lord October uh, yes. of the year 2019 the humble monthly deal uh, this month uh, on PC gets you um, the Spyro Reignited Trilogy, the Crash Insane Trilogy, uh, those remade Spyro and Crash games that they released about a year ago, uh, as well mm-hmm. as Call of Duty World War II uh, yes. for 12 bucks. Also, I guess at the end of the month, they're going to unveil some other stuff. I, I totally assume that whatever unveils at the end of the month is going to be garbage uh, because they already, they're going to get everybody with the heavy hitters out front. 
and then everything else will just be like, here's this $5 indie game that nobody wants, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. But whatever. I, I got a hell of a value out of $12 because Spyro is by itself still selling for 40 bucks on PC because it just came out like a month ago. Um, right. But that is a fucking awesome remake, dude. Yeah. That is yeah. a beautiful, beautiful remake of a super great game. Uh, my yeah. wife loves it. Spyro's a classic, man. That that was a that was a a, a solid, uh, you know, venture into the into the three D platformers. You know, oh, that's Insomniac. I mean, yeah, oh yeah. You know, that's the team that is now owned by Sony. That that's a piece of news that we didn't write down for this time. That's uh, true. Insomniac, yeah. the, the makers of the latest Spider Man game uh, for mm. PlayStation Four, as well as all the Ratchet and Clank games, uh, yeah. and Sunset Overdrive, everybody's favorite. Uh, <laughs> now owned uh, by Sony outright, so yes, uh, a, a great acquisition by them, as far as I'm concerned. You know, with yeah, Microsoft going out there and just buying up anybody that has a video game. Uh, yeah. I think Sony has not done quite as much to try to shore up their resources and mm-hmm. making sure that the guys who made uh, Spider Man that I think sold 14 or 15 million copies. Oh. Probably a good idea to get them in probably, house. Probably a good idea. Probably good. Probably, probably not a bad idea. I mean, if you think about it, some of the biggest video game releases of the last 20 years mm-hmm. uh, have been uh, Spider-Man games. Yeah. yeah. Like, all right, so Spider-Man 2 for the original yeah. Xbox, GameCube and PS2, one of the highest selling yeah. games of all time. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2 on the PS1 were huge hits. Those were Treyarch games, you know, the yeah. now synonymous with call of duty dudes i mean like yeah. you know, some of the biggest games of the last 20 years have been of that franchise because spider-man's pretty evergreen even when his movies are trash yes uh his game still sell incredibly well so mm-hmm. people still enjoy it uh even when his comic is trash people still buy it it's kind of amazing um he's he, he is evergreen that's for sure so oh did i tell you i've been reading comics again lately like like mad <laughs> You did, yeah, you did, because you've been you've been showing up at the shop a few times, and uh, you know, I've been stuff buying up. a bunch of comics. I'm not just yeah. showing up and reading the graphic novel no. and leaving. No, uh, I've been buying stuff. Yeah. So I've been reading all this Court of Owls stuff. Okay, yeah, Batman yeah. New Fifty Two. Right, rumor yeah. has it that's what the new video game is going to be based off of. That that has been the rumor that it is going to be Court of Owls. Well, because that iconography keeps showing up in all the posts that WB. Yes video game twitter keeps posting so i wanted to be up to date yes uh, because mm-hmm. for all the other batman games i have gone in completely dry yes and had to go back afterwards to go and learn more of it because they always tell their own original story but they, they never do. really tell you too much about all right the joker's here and the joker's a bad guy all right wait so hang on when did he meet the joker they never really do that legwork they just let you do it yourself yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I was excited to have a little bit of that legwork done. So maybe just to see if it fleshes out my entertainment value of it more. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So, yeah. That's okay. where I'm at with it. But I'm having a uh, having a fun time reading comics. I uh, yeah. uh, I bought this big omnibus thing of Batman. That, uh, so I've got a, this uh, No Man's Land. Ah, no man's land. That's that's a solid one. Yeah, I have not started reading it yet, so I'll uh, yeah. I'll let you know. But yeah, that's comics. Uh, that's the introduction of one of my favorite characters that they are now ruining in the Birds of Prey movie that's about to come out. Oh, Calendar so, Man. Yeah. Uh, no. No. Uh, yeah. They're 
they're gonna wreck uh, that whole thing. But that Birds of Prey movie looks like ass. I don't know if you saw the trailer for that piece of garbage. It Woo! looks like a Spike Jones music video. Yeah. Oh, it looks awful. Oh, can't wait for that to. You know what I don't want to watch for two hours? What's that? A Spike Jones music video. Yeah. You know what I also Three don't want to watch? Was enough. You know what I don't want to watch for two hours? A woke feminist Deadpool. No thanks. Don't need to see that. So, uh, anyway. It didn't uh, look funny, though, <laughs> and that's the problem? Yeah. I mean, yeah, because it's, you know, it, it's like, it, take all that and make, like, take everything from Deadpool and just make it preachy and annoying. And, yeah, it's, yeah, I didn't want to, that's about it. So, uh, I would actually say that the one thing about Deadpool that I always appreciated so much is that it, it definitely took the phrase, know thine self. Yes. To heart. That, that's that what I've always, yes. It knows what the fuck it is. Yes, I appreciate Deadpool for being that at the very least. It's so. why every other form of Deadpool, like I haven't liked the comics I've read and I haven't liked the video I, game. Uh, I, and didn't, I didn't hate the video game, honestly. I thought it was pretty good at being... It's too hammy. It is very hammy. I thought it was pretty good at like sort of poking at itself, though. Uh, and it's not the it, Ryan Reynolds delivery. It's the sharpness yeah. of the writing Yes, the, that I like about the films. Agree. The film is way sharper. Yes, I agree. So. It's like with the exception of the baby dick joke from, yeah. was that the first film? I think that was the first movie, yeah. Yes. Yeah, with so. the exception of the baby dick uh, joke, I never felt like they hung on a joke for too long because it's like they had a, a Santa Claus sack full of jokes. And, buddy, there's only a couple seconds for you to get this, and then we got to move on. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah the the bag's over that. full. i got to move on. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll family guy it to death until it's not until it's not even. Oh, I hate that. It's the lowest it's, yeah. form of comedy. It, it really is. It. It's it's like when you repeat a word too much and suddenly it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Yes. Like it's like that's what it's like. You just you're not laughing. You're not even that angry. You're just sort of like, am I just listening to mumbling? What's happening? Like I can't. Well, I and can't that's process what's going on anymore. I would actually say that, like the, the one of the biggest flaws in all of entertainment is that they think that you know if we reinforce the jokes enough, it will make entertainment more sticky, and yeah. it will make people keep it. it. Everything will. It's it's like a it was memification before memes existed. Yes. Yes. And, you know, yeah. it's I don't like that because guess no. what? I want to take the the nice thing about this is that I can somehow take a multi-billion dollar, you know, multinational entity and this one little joke, I feel like this yeah. one's for me. Yeah, yeah, this exactly. One, this one's mine. I want to keep this one. The 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 jokes that work are the ones that stick on their own. Yeah, it's the ones that work. You don't have to make it stick. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah you don't have to prop someone up to stick the landing. You, if you stuck yeah. the landing, you stuck it the first time. Exactly. Uh, let's talk about Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. Yes, I'm very early in Shadowkeep. But, uh, people, people have been loving this. Uh, yes. They have been saying it's one of the best uh, re-ups for this thing in a while. You know, Destiny has these peaks and valleys all the time. I um, would say this is the best re-up in my opinion, uh, since uh, Taken King from the first game. Yeah, this this is one of the better uh, refreshes that they've had uh, from that franchise in quite a long time. Uh, yeah. The uh, Also, with the PC version comes the big migration. 
And even that yeah. exists for console people as well, because they were migrating off of Blizzard servers. You know, Destiny mm-hmm. is now not published or beholden to uh, Activision anymore. That's entirely right. Bungie now. Mm, yes. So the you could actually migrate from Xbox to PlayStation or PlayStation to PC. And even on the PC, you had to move off of Battle.net. So right. that game is on Steam for the first time now. Yeah. Uh, so I had to do the big migration, and they raised everybody's characters up to 750 light and power. Not light. Power. Um, power. Is it light again, or is it power? Maybe I it's don't power. Oh, I feel like they change all the time. Uh, is this the moon wizards? Yes. Just, uh... We're back on the moon this time. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is. Yeah, yeah since the the, For the first time since the first game. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's funny that you mentioned moon wizards. That's true, yeah. Uh, you're right. I didn't think I, about that. I love that stupid internet comic strip where, you know, it's the the speaker guy and he's he's talking to to one of the guardians and he's like, uh, so how was that trip to the moon? Guy just looks at him and goes, Moon's haunted. <laughs> yeah, but you were supposed to and the guy just stares at him and goes, Moon's haunted. Moon's <laughs> and that's haunted. the end of the comic. That's great. Moon's haunted. Moon's haunted. Moon's haunted. <laughs> yeah, I'm but what about the moon's haunted? <laughs> I ain't going back to the moon then. Fuck the moon. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I've uh, I've had a really good time playing it. Like the uh, uh, the new content is very cool. I love the fact that uh, they have chosen seemingly intentionally to design all of the content in this one, not around trying to do one off super narrative tied missions. Every mission yeah. in this is like a cool shootout. That's not you walking down a hallway and, you know, learning heavy handed story shit. It's right. easily repeatable missions that you'll want to do over and over again. Nice. Very and cool. that's what destiny is. Is yeah. that like, you'll see everything new once and right. then you'll see it 10 more times when it's not new. Yeah. Uh, so designing that game in such a way to make all of that stuff, just it feels bigger. Uh, yeah. I know that's a shitty way to put it. Cause I don't think that's incredibly <laughs> specific. Uh, mm-hmm. But this, the scope of every fight, of every yeah. battle, it just feels like there's way more dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's cool, man. Like, they definitely have a grip on that technology in a way that they have not had up until now. Uh, yeah. And if this is what they're showing me now, uh, he- heaven knows what I'm going to find when we finally get to the raid. Yeah, so, it's true. And I haven't yeah. even started doing strikes and shit. I'm still doing the campaign, and I love it. Uh, they've yeah. also changed the way that they're going to do all of their season pass stuff, and that sounds really interesting. Yeah, uh, the season pass stuff is going to come like more fast and furious. Yeah, like, every other month there's going to be a bunch of new story missions now. Yeah, I, I hear the multiplayer is a lot more fun now. The the you know or not it's all multiplayer, but I'm at the the versus mode is actually a lot yeah, more fun. I, I have not dipped into it yet, but I've heard mm-hmm. that a lot of that stuff is uh, better. Yeah. Um, in what ways I'm not entirely sure yet, but like, I'll tell you like this, man, I thought this one would have come in super hot because of them divorcing from Activision and everything else. No, it felt like they were trying to make a point with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't need those guys and they didn't make the other shit. We made this. Right. You know, they, it definitely feels like this was a statement game for lack of a better phrase. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's cool. It succeeds though. Cool. It's real yeah. cool. There you go. Rock on. Uh, let's talk about one more on the list here. Uh, since we're talking about shooters a lot, let's do Dirt Rally 2.0. Yeah, my favorite first-person shooter of the year. 
Well, uh, I meant since we're doing that later. <laughs> talk about this thing that's not, is what I meant to say. That was a joke. <laughs> I don't um, know. But yeah, Dirt yeah. Rally 2.0, that big shooter game. Yeah, everyone loves it. It sounds it's like a, one. It's a, everybody's favorite Destiny, like Dirt Rally yeah. 2.0. Uh, right. No, it's uh, it, man, that's fucking cool, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, the Dirt series uh, has been around for twenty-ish years. Good uh, old Dirt series. <laughs> well, it was originally uh, as the Europeans, I think, still know it. It was the Colin McRae series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Colin McRae Rally games were PC games, but they were also available on the original Xbox. That's where my exposure came. Was like Colin McRae 2003, Colin McRae 2004. Well, uh, yeah. when the Xbox 360 came out, they ended up making the Dirt games, and Dirt was fine. But Dirt Two, they started getting really kind of arcadey. By Dirt Three, I wasn't interested anymore. I just I didn't like what they were peddling. That was. You know, it's all that like Jim Connor kind of stuff, you know, like uh, big air events. You know, it, it was trying to turn itself almost into like an extreme sport. It was like somebody poured a Mountain Dew can all over this video game is what I'm trying to say. Right. Uh, you know, someone yeah. <laughs> someone slammed a Dew and then made a game. Slammed a code Red Dew and yeah. also crumbled up some hot, hot, cheesy uh, Cheetos. Yeah, and, 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 you know, crumble it all in there. Chase that with Baja Blast, bro. (laughs) The Baja Blast. There's nothing more disgusting than a Baja Blast. Fuck you, I like Baja Blast. So gross, I can't stand it. There's a diet one at Taco Bell now. It's really good. I I tried the Baja Blast. That's where I tried it. It was a Baja Blast. I tried it, and I I almost vomited in the middle of the middle. It's awesome. I love it. Fuck you. It's awful. Anyway. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, I, I really... Uh, have a, a a long history with that, but when they came up with Dirt Rally, um, I believe that was four, three or four years ago. Um, mm-hmm. It was definitely a return to form. Dirt Rally, it like for it chose to forego like all of that other shit, and also by default, um, it's like traction control is off, uh, stability management control is off, uh, like yeah. you know almost all the assists are off just by default. Right. You can turn them back on, but this game is like, no, you should rally cars feel cool and you should feel the way that that feels. Yeah, um, yeah that's the point. It's all about like pre-braking, uh, you know, especially when you're not on tarmac or asphalt, as those in the States would call it. Um, right. You know, it's it's definitely all about real driving. Um, yeah. And it feels great. Like Dirt Rally 1 was very good. Dirt Rally 2 takes that a step farther. And I feel like their simulation model is even more intense. I also think the game gets a huge leg up graphically. And uh, man, like its environments are <laughs> breathtaking and also very fucking hard to drive in. Uh, yeah. Every time I see whales pop up and it's the part of whales that is full of evergreen trees, I'm like, shit, I am not winning this one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's the uh, the kind of rally tracks where you have super tight corridors, very sharp turns, and it's surrounded by trees. I well, mm. that was fun while it lasted. I ain't winning this. <laughs> one. Uh, but, you know, I'm learning a lot, and I'm continually getting better at it. And it's that kind of racing experience that I really go for. That more simulation style racing, where like yeah, 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 every time I pick that game up, I'm like, fuck yeah, I learned something, or yeah. I you know I got a little bit more risky but in a controlled way that shaved right. time in a way that I needed. 
Nice. You know, it's it's yeah. the kind of stuff that you really look for in racing games, uh, in that battle for perfection. Yeah, that even down to something like Mario Kart, yeah. you still get that that race yeah. against yourself of shaving time yeah. is the essence of rally at its core. And yeah. I think there's nothing else that is more of a battle of you versus yourself than rally racing. And Dirt yeah. Rally 2 is it's the best one out there. And That's it's really on right. Game Pass, but yeah. I ended up buying it because I have a disease. <laughs> for definitely for for racers you absolutely well, have <laughs> i have a really bad disease when it comes to racing games where i never yeah. want to see a track or a car that i can't own right so i bought you, it so you, i get the season yeah. pass with it you you never want to see an unfilled square in a racing Damn game it. the car is in this game i want to drive it i want to drive that car damn it uh, yeah but it it does look very precise the way everything Gorgeous. works Thing. It looks very cool. Looks, you know, like you, just like the slightest, like oh, went to a little bit too far that way, and you just sort of skid off, and you have to recorrect. Yeah, and and man, and, uh, going off the track, even innocently, yeah. uh, can have major ramifications for your yeah. time because you know yeah. you really need to be pushing the thing to the limit the entire time. So that that push and pull of speed versus accuracy is. And it's all about yourself. Yeah. You know, it's it's a heck of a thing, man. I, I really had a great time with it. Yeah. There you go. Sounds cool, man. Awesome. Uh, I think that's going to do it for what we've been playing for this week. Uh, let us move on uh, to the topic of the day, which is the Tom Clancy series. Because uh, you've been playing that Ghost Recon as well. So... Why don't we start with the Ghost Recon? Yes. Right? And then we'll like backtrack of like how it got to this point because that's interesting, I think. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, we do a, a, our old ass game segment uh, kind of a different way every time, just based on. Uh, I, I always like to, when possible, tie it into either something in the same genre or something in yeah. the same series. Uh, yeah. Well, and I've got an extensive. Uh, it, I wouldn't even say relationship. I would say marriage with mm. the Tom Clancy franchise. Nah. I, with the exception of End War, mm -hmm. I believe I have beaten every Tom Clancy game that has an end. Oh, I see. Um, like, well, I didn't beat. Siege, because there wasn't really a thing. <laughs> you know, there's not really a <laughs> yeah, no, of course, thing yeah. for you to do so much as just no. training missions. Uh, can, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, all the uh, Splinter Cell games, uh, and most of those I did on the highest difficulty. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, all the old Rainbow Six games, uh, Ghost Recon, Ghost Recon Island Thunder, uh, uh, Hawks, H-A-W-X, Tom, uh, Tom Clancy's Hawks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, high altitude warfare experimental squadron. I think is what that was. Sure, <laughs> we'll call it that. <laughs> it's Hawks. Hawks. Um, yeah, I uh, I love the Tom Clancy verse. Uh, yeah, I also think that they have never been more divergent from one another mm -hmm. than they are right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, you've got the division. 
uh, which I think is, you know, it's your destiny ish experience. You know, the new division yes. that came out earlier this year, you know, yes, didn't necessarily, yeah. you know, re, you know, rewrite the gospel or anything, but uh, it was great. People, and, yeah, people barely talked about it, but it looked really fun. And it sold and, really uh, well. And like, yeah. here's the thing with Tom Clancy games that I've realized this. They are quietly, with the exception of Siege, because people do talk about Siege, but even Siege for its first couple of years was very quiet about how successful it was. It mm-hmm. was until it kind of hit that esports big time that people started talking about Rainbow Six Siege. You know, if, if you remember a couple of years back, I was like, you know, Siege came up and it was like, apparently that game's like really huge. <laughs> yeah and we were yeah, both right, kind of yeah. surprised like a big dave was the only person we knew who played it yeah yeah and he mm-hmm. played it a lot yes. and uh you know so it yeah. was it was surprising it, that that it was game- quiet yeah it was very yeah. quiet when it first came out and then it sort of beefed itself up with the with the new operators and just kind of got better and better it was, it was very interesting the way that happened because ubisoft it, releases all of these games and because ubisoft is doesn't have to report a ton of revenue targets and all this other shit. Um, They, they don't really talk about how many millions of units these games sell, but their games have been super evergreen. There was two season passes for ghost Recon wildlands. Uh, You know, I think there was two season passes for the first division. Um, You know, there there's been three or four season passes for rainbow six siege at this point. Something about the kind of people that play Tom Clancy games anymore are that mm-hmm. they just play their game and they don't really talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're not yeah. like all over the internet going like, Hey guys, you all need to be playing this. Like, no, they're just happy to go and play their games with their friends and have a good time. And yeah, uh, you'll find you'll, yeah, you'll find like subsects out there that'll, that like, you know, stream it all the time, but it's like most of them are not like the most, they're not the flamboyant people that'll go around. Cause like, You'll have the guys that play like, you know, the, the, the latest floaty streamy thing out there that's always flamboyant to talk about. But like guys who play, you know, the people who play like Siege and, and, and you know, the other Tom Clancy games, they're like in it like really heavily. So they're not like you're there to watch them be good at the game, not to be, you know what I mean? So, yeah. That, and that's honestly what happened to me with I would actually say streaming across the board. And yeah. I think yeah. where that age divide comes in. Yeah, I I'll goof around and watch some guys with like the awesome games done quick kind of things, and like you know, sure. hey, this guy can beat you know Ocarina in time in twenty minutes. It's like, well, I got twenty oh, yeah. minutes, sure, you know, like, and that's one of my favorite games. But like the, these, yeah. this generation of people that are like, I just want to watch someone be really good at Fortnite. Like, right? I, I don't care. Like, I, I don't <laughs> like. There's no, there's no being really good at Fortnite because that game sucks and i don't care what anybody says about it uh it's like i I, I just say i don't even know if it sucks i just know that i don't think it was uh made for me yeah it it was made to literally capitalize on a craze and that's it but you know whatever i I could talk all day about why that game's garbage but continue (laughs) and you know it that's the weird bit of the Tom Clancy games. And I think that's actually kind of getting Tom Clancy uh, back to where that franchise started. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about Breakpoint here in a little bit. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of discuss how we got here and then we'll talk about Breakpoint. I think it's maybe a good way to do it. Sure. Sure. So that franchise started with Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six on the PC. Yes. Can, can you answer me this there? There. What is the first game 
that was uh, based off of a Tom Clancy piece. Can you? Uh, can that's you Submarine Game. Yes, you're absolutely correct. Yes, it was based on the Hunt for Red October, the oh. submarine PC. Very good. I, I, can't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I thought you wouldn't know that. I just thought I'd give you a quick pop quiz. Hey man, we did not. I love this shit. <laughs> we did not plan that, ladies and gentlemen. I literally popped that quiz on him, and he got it. So, good job. Yeah, I, uh, I've, I've been in it to win it for a very long time. But like you know, uh, Ubisoft had a long success with uh, the Silent Hunter series. Yes, that's right. Um, the Silent Hunter series, and then you know they ended up uh, making a relationship with Tom Clancy uh, because mm. they were so they were simulations of subs. This yeah. is not an arcade game, you know, where it's, it, you know, it's basically a shooter that just happens to be underwater kind of thing. They weren't trying to make fun and around boat game, you know. Yeah. Uh, so making that relationship with Tom Clancy was it was an easy one to do. Well, you know, in this age, you also have, you know, the Wolfensteins and Quakes and Dooms of the world uh, that are doing first person shooters. And that made Ubisoft's pitch to Tom Clancy of you know, we could do a really intense shooter that is all about, you know, breach and control scenarios. Uh, yeah. That makes so much sense. Um, yeah. You know, when, how we get from Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six where you're doing, you know, uh, breaching clear commands and telling your guys to hold back and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, putting everyone on silent uh, to actually get set up for kills and things like that. And how you get right. that to uh, breakpoint. I don't really know how we got here. Uh, I yeah. don't mind where we're at. It's just a fucking weird journey, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I think weird. the first time that I saw the change happen was, uh, when Advanced Warfare came out for the Xbox 360 near launch, mm -hmm. that game was quicker. It was not arcadey very much, but it was yeah. definitely quicker. Yeah. Um, and then by the time that Hawks came out and wasn't even like a flight simulator, it was just a flying around, shooting, dumbing around game. Yeah. Like yeah, Hawks exactly. to me felt like it might as well have been Crimson Skies for the original Xbox. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. And that's not a bad thing. It just didn't right. feel like this is a Tom fucking Clancy game. If it wasn't right. for a few situations in that game where they mentioned that they have a rainbow team in the mm -hmm. area or they're waiting for confirmation from third echelon, which yeah. is from Splinter Cell to actually give yes. them confirmation that the that their target is at the site. Yeah, you wouldn't exactly. even know that that was a Tom Clancy game. It it could no. have been a weird Ace Combat game, and you would have never noticed. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I I think the evolution of that series, like it really, if you wanted to take it even just a slight bit earlier, launching Xbox Live with Ghost Recon. Yeah, that that having the headset to actually that wasn't that was like I remember that being a big deal well and having that game achieve such unprecedented success out yes. of nowhere because when xbox live launched uh, i was a beta tester but mm -hmm. even before uh, even like post beta when it actually released that christmas there wasn't a halo game mm -hmm. there wasn't you know any other major shooters other than unreal championship which was a great game but didn't run very well right especially online so Ghost Recon was the best shooter available for the Xbox Live service. And right. 
in my opinion, Ghost Recon was significantly better uh, than the other tactical shooter I'd bought for consoles like the, a month before that being SOCOM for the PS2. Yeah. So Ghost Recon was a in a similar genre as SOCOM, uh, but it ended up selling so well because you know other people were like, oh, I'm playing the SOCOM thing on the PlayStation and the world. It's like, well, on Xbox, we're playing Ghost Recon. It was giving right. people the same kind of vibes. Yeah. Um, and I think that that unprecedented success that like even Ubisoft probably didn't anticipate out of the port of uh, the first Ghost Recon to Xbox is how you started changing that series. Yeah. Because even Ghost Recon 2, by the time that that came out on the original Xbox, it was... The single player was still very much Ghost Recon rules and Ghost Recon tacticalness, but mm-hmm. the multiplayer felt faster. You moved around quicker. It just... It, it had a different vibe. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, like in the Rainbow Six games, like Rainbow Six Three and Rainbow Six Lockdown, were doing very well uh, mm-hmm. on the original Xbox. Uh, and you know, maybe that's how you get to uh, you know the Rainbow Six Vegas series, which was yeah, they introduced third person into that. Yeah, you know, yeah, like whatever you would go into cover. Yeah, it was also a game mm-hmm. post Gears of War where this game had cover. Yeah, and, you know, like you were shooting out of cover and shit like that. It was while at the same time making that more tactical. Right. It was also a change towards the mainstream. Was it also Vegas two, where you could put a picture of yourself onto the character? I believe I that, that used the live vision camera in that way. I yes. believe it was. I believe uh, Vegas two was one of you do that. Yeah. I, I may or may not have done that. I don't remember. I remember always doing it in the fight night games and yes. the UFC games, because you could make yourself just yeah. some kind of monster person. Yes, uh, yeah, you can always distort your face to look like a freak. Oh yeah, and, uh, that's that's the way to go about it. But uh, yeah, it, it's funny because like that was like just prior to like the online craze of like streaming games. So it's like you know, it's like it's, it's odd they haven't introduced that back in in some format. Like I don't know, it's interesting. So I'm of the opinion, and, and this may prove to be untrue, or it might just be a small window or whatever, but I'm of the opinion that one of the earliest big name successes for the original Xbox mm-hmm. was Splinter Cell. Okay. I also feel like Splinter Cell is still synonymous with the Xbox. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I don't feel like those games have ever sold anywhere near as well on other platforms as they did on the Xbox. And yeah. if I had to make a, a dark horse bet for the launch of the next generation Xbox and PlayStation, it's that yeah. at least for a window, the next Splinter Cell game will be out, out at or around launch and be exclusive to the Xbox. Yeah. Uh, because it, through that entire Xbox generation, that original one, yeah, even I would say through a good portion of the Xbox 360 generation, those mm-hmm. Tom Clancy games were always like the highest selling games yeah. on and that they platform were because they were huge. Tom Clancy and Xbox, man, they were attached at the hip. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, the, the change in there, uh, you know, I, I guess it was around the time that, you know, with this generation, when you get the division, 
and also Ubisoft making inroads with like the Assassin's Creed series doing really well on the PlayStation stuff like that. Uh, you know, Ubisoft as a whole started playing with Sony a lot more, but uh, it's definitely right. it's hard for my brain to separate things like Rainbow Six and Ghost Recon and Splinter Cell and stuff like that away from that brand. Uh, but it also, I would say that even though they were exclusive in a way, that partnership helped forge the Xbox name, and I think it did just as much, if not more, for the Tom Clancy franchise. Yeah. Uh, it allowed them to focus on, like, those Splinter Cell games, when they came out, wasn't nothing on the planet looked that way. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. No, it was, I remember being kind of in awe of just, like, how Sam Fisher moved. Like, you know, he, like... He like moved and ran like a person would. Yeah. And <laughs> even stuff like that uh, split jump. Yeah. Uh, you know, that he would do to like, you know, he could perch himself up and people would walk below him and then he could drop down and, you know, snap their neck and shit. Uh, yeah. There was just nothing like that. Um, yeah. And so to kind of juxtaposition that, uh, Tom Clancy's Breakpoint came out last week. Yes. It is a technical marvel. And that mm-hmm. might sound a lot like what we were just talking about with the other games right? in their series. But I don't know what the hell that game is. <laughs> that seems to be the consensus, as far as I can tell. Um, and, and don't get me there's wrong. There's a lot of... I enjoy that game. Yeah. I'm having fun with that game. Right. But the Tom Clancy brand sure. on that is... It's missing yeah. for me. Like, I don't know what makes makes this a Clance game and not like a slightly more right. tactical Far Cry or a military modern day Assassin's Creed. Like, I, I just I'm having a I'm having a hard time, like just sure. And even this has like hub areas in it. Yeah. Where you you're walking around and just like Destiny, there's just dudes walking around that are actual players. Gotcha. Uh, huh. I. Why does this exist when division exists? Yeah, that, that makes a little. Is a little the division weird. just on American soil, and Ghost Recon's now what they're going to use for not on American soil? Uh, possibly. I, I don't get it. Uh, yeah. I will say, like, and let's just get to the good before I pull the rest of the scab off. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm playing it on PC. Um, mm-hmm. I'm playing it at full blast, 4K. It's absolutely jaw-dropping to look at um right. a lot of it makes it one of the best looking games i've ever seen uh but just like most open world games it, a lot of the textures and world stuff if you get really really close to it, it looks a little rough sure uh you know but like all the buildings and stuff and all the materials used inside buildings and like dense areas is all great stuff it's kind of like when you're out in the wilderness and like i want to sit back with a sniper rifle and you know uh, snipe a guy from 500 yards away. Uh, sometimes I'll be like up on a mountain and I turn to the right and you'll be staring directly at a rock that looks like it's like an 800 by 600 bitmap texture. You're like, whoa, what? <laughs> guys, whoa. did I walk out of the world? What happened? What's happening, you guys? <laughs> Blink if you hear me. <laughs> you know, like it, there's, there's stuff like that around the edges. I also think like the game starts a little... And it, this is weird considering that, like, you know, they got the guy from The Walking Dead that banged Cowboy Sheriff's wife. Um, sure. It, they got him in it to be, like, the sure. bad guy. And he's he's grizzling his way through it. And, uh, you know, he's, like, murdering all your friends. Oh, your friends are dead now. I killed your friends. Uh, so grizzly. I know it's it's weird to say something like that and then say this game feels super soulless. 
right. <laughs> but it kind of does. Uh, you know, I mean that it it just it definitely feels like Ghost Recon Wildlands is very similar to Ghost Recon Breakpoint in so many ways, especially in the sense that you know how I experience those games flying around yeah. in a helicopter laughing. Yeah. And right. being an idiot, you know, like that's how I'm playing it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't tie itself very well to I'm going to kill all your friends. You're like, uh, dude, I, <laughs> I just rode a motorcycle into a bear, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I don't really, like, I'm not not connecting with this my character doesn't seem too worried about it you know <laughs> like uh yeah you see this helicopter over here it's weird <laughs> but yeah I, I i'm having a good time uh yeah. with it I, I also think that you know it's it's proof positive it's definitely kind of like control and a couple other experiences that i've had this year where i feel like i'm getting a peek into what's next right technologically like what- technologically yeah. yeah like the kinds of resources and technology that are made that you know that they can't actually put in like the console versions of stuff that like really taxes the shit out of your computer uh right is the kind of stuff that will be easy to run a couple years from now uh yeah but like seeing those effects in a lot of the the materials and things that they do it's like yeah, games games look really good I just I think that Ubisoft has gotten to a point where man they kind of make one game and it's scary especially when the the specter of them making a follow-up to Rainbow Six Siege is happening soon and right. them making a follow-up to Splinter Cell uh is happening yeah. soon it's like all right so is Splinter Cell just going to be a multiplayer thing like Siege or is it going to be like in a big open dumb world like Far Cry now? Like, I don't want either of those. I just want a Splinter Cell game. But do we live in a yeah. world anymore where you can make an incredibly high budget game like Splinter Cell and and that makes money? Yeah, exactly. I, I am a little bit shocked that they haven't started to like incorporate things like that into Siege. Like, because you have operators in Siege, obviously. Like, how Tom Clancy, or how, uh, uh not Tom Clancy, how, um, uh, Sam Fisher hasn't been introduced as an operative in Siege yet is odd to me. And I don't know. It, it might be just because they don't want to have him get shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, the perception I, it, of him dying like, would be weird. So, I don't know. It, 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 it's... I don't know. I, I think that that character has been so protected like a pro wrestler. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, he's a Hogan, yeah. He's had a few, uh, I'll say stumbles, but you've never looked at that franchise and said, well, you got to trash it now. Yeah, yeah, he's never had that defining moment of like, wow, that killed the whole series. Yeah, he's stepped in <laughs> shit a few times, but you've never felt like he couldn't wipe his boots clean. Yes, exactly, yeah, yeah, precisely. But, yeah, I, I'm... I've never been more curious to see where the Tom Clancy verse goes. Like, I feel like I have a good idea of what happens next for Rainbow Six. Yeah. Because I think the division mm-hmm. is kind of what they had back when Rainbow Six Patriots, a game that never came out, uh, yes. was announced. That sounded a hell of a lot like what the division turned out to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's is, the division is kind of playing that part right now. And. Mm-hmm. Ghost Recon is kind of mirroring a lot of that, but on a bigger scale. And that's honestly, 
Ghost Recon was always the bigger scale war version, you know, like longer range battles, uh, yeah. version of like a Rainbow Six, which uh, primarily took place in a lot of urban buildings and things like that. Um, right. So, like, if you look at, like, if you go all the way back to what they were as far as, like, your 30-second elevator pitch, Ghost Recon and The Division are what Rainbow Six and Ghost Recon were then. Yeah. Um, they're still kind of parroting themselves forward. Um, but, you know, we're a far cry uh, <laughs> from, you know, from Silent Hunter and Rainbow Six and you know, Ghost Recon. Yeah. Uh, you know, I even feel like we're a far cry away from Advanced Warfighter. Like, yeah. These, yeah. in pursuit of ultimate market penetration, I, I've i never felt like the Tom Clancy name has meant less. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there certainly has been a division of things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you started but, it. Yeah, I know. I can't help it. <laughs> but, you know, that, I, I guess going into the next generation of stuff, I guess we'll see kind of where that goes. I mean, yeah. the devolution, I don't even want to put it that way because I think that really sells the modern day game short, but the the continued shift in focus away, I guess, from hardcore strategy yeah. uh, is, it's a strange look. Yeah, I, I guess... I feel like maybe they just get enough of it with Siege, I, I guess. Like, I feel... You know what I mean? But it's sort of ported to, like, this... Like, that's their Vegas right now, obviously, because you can do the terrorist hunt and stuff like that on there. So maybe they think they have that cornered with that, so they want to try different things. Like, you know, it's interesting. It, so. it, yeah, and even with, uh, you know, Siege and their terrorist hunt, like, they're even kind of breaking that off as that zombie thing. Yeah, it's true. And that yeah, game comes yeah, out next can... year. So yeah, you know, and that's even less like what Rainbow Six was. So very much less. Yeah, exactly. So that 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 feels like a that feels like a Metal Gear Survive situation to me. It does not seem like that mixes at all very well. Um, yeah, I yeah, continue it, it to like them. Uh, I yeah. think that the Tom Clancy universe as a whole is still rather unstained. Yeah. Um, but I do think that, uh, uh, I think people are experiencing exhaustion of yeah. the, you know, the map vomity kind of, uh, or like the Ur game, the game that is, it's going to be everything. It's going to be big scale combat, small scale uh, combat and, you know, yeah. trucks and cars and planes and, you know, but it's also going to be something you can play in a little room. Like, I don't know, something, please buy it. <laughs> You know, please like, buy this thing, and then it ends up being a crappier version of all those things. Yeah. <laughs> but well, that's about yeah. all I have to say on Tom Clancy. Yeah. No, it's a no. It's it's a good point because I think it will be interesting to watch this thing like evolve into what it needs to be next. Because you never really know where they're going to go with it, and like what you know. Again, like S Siege is like that's the one that I play, um, and I and I play that very. Um, uh, very sparingly, um, very casually, um, which it's not a very casual game, granted, but um, you know, it, it's it's interesting to see where they're going to go with that. So, speaking know. of playing games, yes, I got a segue. 
Sure. This Segway is my last away. bit of news for the day. I announced the other day on Twitter that mm-hmm. for 2019, the Video Struck team is back. That's right. For the Extra yeah. Life uh, fundraiser, November 2nd. I believe we're going to start around 9 a.m. It will be yes. me and my wife for part of it and a cast of near dwells and video destruct family family members via yes. the internet and also some people will probably come by the house and everything else so it should be a good yeah. time should be a good time uh, uh yeah but uh it's uh we'll post on the video destruct twitter as well as you can check on mine uh a link to donate if you want to kick in a few bucks all the money this year goes to the norton children's hospital a local yes. to louisville um, children's hospital that, uh, you know, helps, uh, a lot of sick kids. They've, uh, yes. they've got some, uh, some pretty cool stuff that they do to, uh, you know, help, uh, you know, children that have, uh, diseases as well as conditions, but also help to rehab those children to live, uh, fruitful lives. Uh, and, uh, it's a, it's a charity that, uh, I'm very passionate about. Uh, it has had an effect on my family personally. Uh, I wanted mm-hmm. to see if we give back. We're trying to raise 1500 bucks this year. So, you know, just, yeah. if you got a couple of bucks kicking around in your pocket. It is tax deductible. So, yeah. uh, be sure to check that out. But, uh, I don't have anything else, Brandon, other than, uh, you know, follow us on social and all that stuff. Absolutely. All right, man. That's going to do it. Uh, Tell them about episode. the social. I will. That'll do it for this episode of Video Struck Podcast. You can check us out at VideoDestruct.com, at DestinationComics.com slash DNN, with all of our other brothers, the DNN uh, podcasts and all that stuff. Uh, you can also uh, check us out on Twitter at, at VideoDestruct and on Facebook, VideoDestruct. And uh, that's all of our stuff. You can also follow me on Twitter at Hoss, H-O-S-S underscore buddy, B-U-D-D-Y. I uh, talk a lot about video games and wrestling and uh, probably less about wrestling right now because it kind of sucks. But, you know, uh, <laughs> every Wednesday you'll hear me talking about pro wrestling. But uh, yeah. uh, really appreciate all you guys listening in. And uh, please, please, if you got a couple of bucks, uh, kick in. And also on November 2nd, please uh, tune in and watch uh, my wife and I play Overcooked and also attempt to play Goose Game uh, and all sorts of fun stuff. So Awesome. Sounds fantastic all right uh that's gonna do it guys we're done we gotta go we're on time we gotta go mm-hmm.